News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 159 of the Luke Messias Show. We are here in Texas where we teach our children uh, in schools through leftist indoctrination ideas, and we segregate them and talk about the privileged ones and the oppressed ones. We're applying critical race theory to 10-year-olds. We are indoctrinating them and showing them materials that are not appropriate for them without telling their parents this is what's happening in Texas, a state that passed, according to some people, the strongest critical race theory ban in the nation. Last session, and I talked about this a little bit in our post-election update, where I talked about one of the reasons why we don't just cheerlead our politicians. And one of the reasons is because they often exist in this ecosystem where they do something, they want everyone to cheer, and then act like that thing is taken care of. And often there are those of us in the conservative movement that – Support policy when it actually works. And today we reach the sad reality that we have not banned critical race theory from our classrooms, period. We haven't stopped it. We haven't stopped the activity from taking place. We have not stopped leftist teachers from using their and abusing their taxpayer funded position to indoctrinate children into a radical leftist Marxist idea. So. What do I mean? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I am just going to have you watch the three-minute news hit from News 4 San Antonio. This is in my city, by the way. This is Northside ISD. This is where I raise my family. This is where my siblings and my in-laws and people in my church raise their family. These are the schools that they are sending their kids to, to some extent. We're not sending our kids to public school at this time. But that being said, these are the people that my kids are growing up with, my city. So just take a look here and then let's talk about it. Entry schools segregated by the color of their hair. The kids in one group were told that they're not as smart as the others. It was supposed to be a lesson on racism, but as News 4 troubleshooter Jay Avila reports, some parents are furious that neither they nor their kids were told about it ahead of time. The parents we spoke to say they want their children to learn about racism and civil rights, but feel the Northside School District went too far with the segregation experiment and by making students watch a documentary that wasn't age appropriate. And some for you. Mike and Brandy Leininger say their 10-year-old daughter was confused and hurt by a classroom experiment in January at Leon Springs Elementary. Students were separated according to hair color, with one group receiving preferential treatment. All of the dark-haired kids, the the brown and black-haired kids, were treated as the privileged ones, and the blonde-haired and the red-haired kids were the ones treated not so nicely. The Leiningers say teachers told students children in the fair-haired group were not as intelligent. That group was purposely given a game with pieces missing so they couldn't play. And they were made to clean up after the other children. She was hurt. 
she, her friends, and she named to the principal and to the district officials names of her friends that were crying. Fifth graders were also shown a Spike Lee documentary called Four Little Girls about the 1963 bombing of an Alabama church. The film includes graphic autopsy photos of the girls' bodies. The teacher says she fast-forwarded past those parts, but the Lininger say the children in their daughter's class did see the photos. The things that she said that she skipped over, my daughter was able to describe to us to a T. So that night, our daughter was unable to go to sleep in her own room. She was scared. Northside ISD declined our request for an interview, but said in a statement, the activity and video in question were part of a larger fifth grade project-based lesson around the inequity of segregation. While the campus did receive positive feedback from several parents, district and campus administration recognized the parents' concerns and agree that the activity and video are not age appropriate and will not be used again. The Liningers say the main issue for them is transparency. They send us notes and newsletters about everything else. Our child is going to, your child is going to see the Polar Express and it's pajama day on Friday before winter break. And we get no notice that they're going to do a social experiment on segregation. News 4 spoke to another Leon Springs parent who confirmed the Liningers story, but did not want to be identified. The couple says they contacted us because Northside officials have refused to notify parents about the experiment, and some may still be unaware that it took place. I'm News 4 troubleshooter Jay Avila. Okay, so let's talk about this. Texas pass one of the strongest critical race theory bills. I want to walk you all through what happened back then as well, right? So Texas passes a critical race theory ban that also clearly maps out how every single teacher can actually teach critical race theory. And a bunch of our own state people, this is one of the times that I disagreed with Kevin Roberts, who was uh, in charge of Texas Public Policy Foundation at the time. But he went out and said, this is a great awesome, one of the best in the state bills to ban critical race theory. And I said, well, I'm not sure that that's the case because this specifically gives a roadmap on how to teach critical race theory while saying it's banning critical race theory. So then some of those people and some of the lawmakers kind of came back after saying it was the best ever and saying, well, it's the best effort that it's the best ever bill that also gives people a way to teach critical race theory. Therefore, it needs to be made better. So it's the it's better than the best ever bill. This is why I think it's just really dangerous for us to just get into this cheerleading mode of policy. So then they make some tweaks to the critical race theory bill. But here's the problem. It's still not ending or banning critical race theory from the classroom. And that's what you just watched. Can you imagine the horror of these parents who have their children coming home and encountering this type of leftist ideology, indoctrination from their teachers? It's inappropriate. It shouldn't be happening. And Texas, I guess now, has to pass a better bill than the better one, which was better than the best bill ever. Let's stop using these terms that don't mean anything. See, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but where some people operate within the realm of like they're driven by power, they're driven by political wins, we are driven by policy outcomes. We actually care about the applied policy and how it actually ends up affecting people. And the truth is, in Texas, we have so far to go, which is why we keep fighting for these things. Guys, 
You and I don't want the children in our society to grow up with this type of indoctrination in their classroom. But today, they are. And it is incredibly enlightening, and I'm, I'm really grateful, that honestly a, a mainstream news source um, was willing to pick this up and willing to talk about it. And, and here's what I also find interesting. You know, Northside ISD would not have responded if this had not been reported on. So kudos to News for San Antonio for actually being willing to carry this story. And Northside ISD comes out and says, we agree. But here's the question. What happened to that teacher? That, that teacher should lose his or her pension, okay? That's what I believe. That is absolutely insanely ridiculous. That teacher abused his or her position that they have been gifted and funded by all of us, the privilege of instructing children. There are occasionally weeks at my church where I get to instruct children through our children's church, okay? And so while the pastor's teaching, the kids will go away, and uh, somebody will give them a short lesson, and then we'll go out to the playground and play, right? And there are two, uh, maybe not two, maybe three-year-olds are like the, the youngest there. So it's three to, let's say, I don't know, 11, and that is a real privilege. When somebody says, hey, Luke, three weeks from now, that's going to be something. Can you do that? And I say, yes, I take it seriously. I don't just walk in. I like sit down before and go, well, what am I going to tell these kids? And we look at the lesson that we're learning that Sunday. Maybe we're going to take a lesson from the scripture passage that's read. And then you go, well, I don't want to tell you my opinion. I actually don't want to just lead you astray. I don't want to just give you some bit of information that could negatively affect the way you view truth. We're going to have a fundamental, we had a fundamental conversation a month ago about what forgiveness was, what repentance was, what confession is, why we ask for forgiveness, how we receive forgiveness. These are big deals to children. It matters. And guess what? Instructing children is a privilege. The primary instructor of a child is the parent, okay? They own that child legally. This child is underneath that parent legally. And that parent has an opportunity to let other people speak into the child's life. And when they go to church and they say, hey, you go back into that room while I hear this sermon, that is a, that is a privilege they are giving to that person, but they're entrusting that person for that small period of time. And then it's the same in school. And it's the same even when I was homeschooled. We would get the satellite would beam in teachers to teach me biology. This woman is speaking into my life, right? And then I would go to, you might go to a co-op where you hear these things. You go to a private school. You go to a public school. But there's something that somebody believes when they're going into one of these institutions, that is a public institution. It's that you're not here to indoctrinate me in one idea. See, if I send my kid to a private Christian school, I'm understanding that there is a, there's a belief system that this child is going to be instructed in. There are certain truths that they're going to be catechized into. Here's the problem. That there are a lot of public schools that see themselves in that same vein just 
for secular leftist ideas. And this is what parents are getting pretty darn ticked about. See, the public square is supposed to be this neutral square, and then I could send my kid to, like, a Marxist school. If somebody would like to start the San Antonio Marxist Education Initiative, and they would like to start some private schools where they say, are you a leftist parent? Would you like to come and teach your child these leftist ideas? A parent could decide to send their kid to that school and they could pay to send their kid to that school. That is their decision, right? And I could decide the same. These public schools, though, they don't need to do that. Why do parents, why do leftist parents not need to start their own leftist schools? There might be a couple. But for the most part, they don't have to because the public education system has become that for them. So they're taken care of. They know I get to send my kid and these teachers are going to teach them all the leftist ideas that I hold. But if you are a parent who puts yourself in the middle of the ideological battles of society or you put yourself just right of center or you put yourself pretty far right of center. You know that you are sending your child into an environment where their worldview and your worldview will be antagonized. It will be attacked. And this is happening in Texas, the state that passed the strongest ever CRT ban in the nation and then made it even stronger and now has to make it even stronger than the strongest of the strongest. Because let's stop operating in a world of just platitudes and one-liners and show votes and actually get to the point of saying, what do we need to do to make sure that teachers who try to indoctrinate students are punished for doing so? Because they have to be. It must stop. We have a bunch of corporations in Texas too, by the way. And they are very upset that conservatives in Texas forced the governor to take action on ending gender modification of children uh, of some of ending some gender modification of children. I want to be precise on this show. So conservatives, and we've gone through this. If you've listened to other episodes, you know how it happens. And if you haven't, then I don't have time to fill you in completely. But conservatives have been pushing Governor Abbott into this arena for the last several years. And he has done everything he can to not jump into it. But eventually, being in a contested primary, he caved and said, fine, CPS, a state agency who has been actually celebrating and advancing transgender ideas, is going to reverse course at my direction. And they are going to actually investigate parents who are uh, getting their kids signed up for genital mutilation surgeries. And then Ken Paxton took it further and said, actually, puberty blockers are also considered child abuse. And none of this is backed up by state law because Representative Stephanie Click and Dustin Burroughs did what they could to make sure that legislation that would have called this child abuse in clearly laid out in statute did not pass. Okay. But we have this situation where by state mandate, we have said that these things are child abuse. And so now we have parents that are actually being investigated by the state agency, which is appropriate and correct because they are abusing their children. And we have a lot of woke corporations who have said, golly, what is Texas doing? They're radical, far right wingers that don't believe that Six-year-olds should be gender transitioned. Here's the thing you have to understand. This is not a radical right-wing idea. This is a very basic human 
biological reality that we understand that a little boy is a little boy and you can't turn him into a little girl no matter how many twisted adults you get in a room that conspire against this child. So a bunch of corporations signed a letter saying this is ridiculous and shouldn't happen and they put it in these major newspapers. The Dallas Morning News is the newspaper I know they pulled this full page ad on. And here's the type of people that signed on to this. These are corporations that hate conservatives. Okay, Apple, Google, PayPal, Meta, which is Facebook, Macy's, LinkedIn, dozens of big businesses signed on to the human rights campaign open letter. Those are just some of the companies because there are a ton of corporations. Um, the Texas Scorecard has reported on this. If you go to texasscorecard.com, you can see it's one of the top stories there. National corporations sign letters supporting mutilation experiments on Texas minors. It is crazy, but the crazier thing to think about is the fact that we, Texas taxpayers, pay a lot of these companies our money in the form of tax subsidies, in the form of incentives. We pay these people to come here. Facebook was gonna open up a data center, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And Texas said, if you open up the data center in Texas, we won't charge you any property taxes. And if you open up the data center in Texas, we'll write you a check, not of the politician's money, of your money and my money. We will pay you so that you can pay your employees which you have plenty of money to pay the employees, but we're going to do this so that we can all line up at a ribbon cutting and cut the ribbon and say, we're making jobs because politicians are obsessed with the perception that they are the ones driving this economic growth, right? And it's the same politicians that are obsessed with saying, we passed the strongest CRT ban in the nation. Oh, wait, we could make it stronger. Oh, wait, it's still not working. I guess it's not the strongest, or maybe the strongest is still really weak, which says more about the Republicans' failure to end critical race theory in our public schools than it does about anything else. Ikea signed on to this statement. Dropbox, LinkedIn, Emerson, Cisco, Capital One, REI. South by Southwest, Yahoo, Yelp, Levi Strauss. I'm not wearing Strauss. Gap. Ugh, I wear Gap. Oh, crud. Ben and Jerry's, which is not a surprise. Okay, so Gap. I don't know where I'm going to get my jeans, but here's the reality. IBM signed on to it. I use a Mac, but Mac also signed on to it. So we're all, we're all kind of messed up. We're all in trouble. I don't know what kind of computers conservatives want to use if they don't want to sign on to, you know, gender modification endorsements. But where we are ultimately coming down to is a place where the corporations are openly at war with conservatives, okay? Texans for Lawsuit Reform, a PAC in Austin, one of the most respected and largest PACs who've given most uh, the most money to Republicans and a ton of money to Democrats as well, came out and said they want us they want you to be fired from your business if you're not vaccinated. They supported or no, let me say this right. They opposed legislation that was going to say that private employers can't fire you for your vaccine status. They said, no, we don't support that position. So if you're a Texan, a freedom loving Texan that was fired from your job, you were you were fired because of weak Republicans who weren't willing to pass a law that says you can't be fired. Some Republican states actually said you can't be fired, which means that if you lived in one of those red states, 
you'd still have your job, but not in Texas where they refuse to support you. And do you know who is often pushing these politicians? These companies that hate you and your values and your children. They're weak. They're advocating for leftist Marxist crazy anti-science ideas that are going to destroy the lives of children. Little children who at three years old are having a bunch of adults conspire against them. It's absolutely insane. It needs to stop. In Florida, when Disney came out and opposed Governor Ron DeSantis, he pushed back and said, I don't need Disney's support. I don't need to be aligned with these people. And the truth is, we don't have Republican leadership in Texas that's doing the same as Ron DeSantis. None of them have come out and said, well, I don't care what any of these companies are. I don't want their money. I don't want their support. We're not giving you any more tax breaks. We have to start attacking these people. Last but not least, I was just going to let you know that Texas remains under a disaster declaration for COVID-19, and this is a sad reality that recently happened. Uh, the Texan covered this on March 13th, which uh, is two days ago. So they covered it. Um, Brian Slayton, who uh, is one of the strongest conservative state representatives in Texas, actually sent a letter to Governor Abbott asking him to end the disaster declaration. He said for nearly two years, Texas has been under a declared state of disaster due to the COVID-19 virus. What started as 15 days to slow the spread has turned into 24 months of unprecedented government regulations and massive transfer of wealth from small businesses to mega corporations, families separated from loved ones, and fear permeating every thought and action. And that's absolutely true. So Brian said, Governor, you've done this for two years. Just stop the disaster declaration. The disaster declaration gives the governor authority to tell us what to do with our lives without the legislature acting. Okay, And the Texas House made sure that that remained the case. The Texas Senate did its job. Brian Birdwell did a great job by pushing legislation through the process, and the lieutenant governor supported it as well, which basically said, hey, we need to put some guardrails on how much authority the governor has without the legislature acting. Okay, And restrict what he could do. But the Texas House worked hard to make sure that he couldn't, that, that he was not restricted, and... Uh, and so if both chambers don't agree, the governor continues to have this near dictatorial authority to just declare this disaster and then give himself all this power. And so Brian Slayton rightfully asked him to stop, and uh, he did not listen to that warning. If you go to the Texan, it, it, the headline is Texas reaches two-year mark for statewide COVID-19 disaster. The COVID disaster declaration has been renewed by Governor Abbott on a monthly basis for two years, and he continues to renew it every single month. And it's a problem. So we are hoping and praying that uh, Governor Abbott at some point stops renewing this, but he continues to renew it because he likes the power that it gives him as a result of the declaration. And so I am glad to see some Republicans finally stepping up. Brian was the first state representative to come out and say, hey, it's time for this to end. And I'm hoping to see more and more come out as the months go on because we cannot still be under a COVID-19 disaster throughout the rest of the year. It's absolutely absurd. It's insane. It needs to stop. It must end. This is where we're at in Texas. And as you can see, we have some really big battles that we're in the middle of. Here's the good news. One, the mainstream media is actually reporting on the indoctrination that's happening in our classroom. Huge positive thing. 
These woke corporations are freaking out because we actually have forced Republican politicians to address the issue of gender modification. And we are not done. This issue is going to continue to advance and these corporations are going to continue to lose their minds. And I hope half of them just pick up and leave Texas for all I care, because we'd be much better off if less of these woke corporations were actually here. And if they were here, that they were paying extra property taxes, let alone the property taxes they pay. You have freedom-loving Texans in Texas that are paying the property taxes of those people. Because here's the thing, when the government tells them, you're not going to pay property taxes on this big building you're building for the next 10 years, they don't lower government spending a subsequent amount. Okay, They don't give tax relief to anyone else. So they keep their government spending at the same level. And then all these little houses here, all their $5,000 and $7,000 and $10,000 and $20,000 checks and $3,000 checks, that's what the government lives off of. So they're letting them pay these woke corporations property taxes who move to Texas. And we don't let, we tell them we won't, you don't have to pay property taxes. We write them a check, which is from the sales taxes that you paid when you went out and spent your hard-earned money. Government takes a little bit of that money and says, sprinkle it over there to Mac and to Google and all these other people. We have these, all of that uh, rural internet expansion that's going on to take rural internet everywhere. Some of that money is going to trickle its way down into these same companies that are signing this statement. When we had an opportunity to make that bill used for good and virtuous activity to make pornography uh, halted by default, and making people actually turn the porn filter off, that was taken out of the bill by a liberal state senator. And the governor was silent. And it was one of his biggest bills that he was prioritizing that session. So the good news is these corporations are freaking out because we have been winning in these battles. And they're probably going to keep freaking out because I think we're going to keep winning. The disaster declaration is just bad news, but the good news is Republicans are starting to speak out against it, and I think they will continue to do just that. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show, following along with what we're putting out, following along with what's happening in Texas, caring about this state you live in, caring about the future that your children grew up in, caring about the indoctrination that's happening in our public square. Um, we have a lot of battles to fight, but I'm glad we get to fight and talk about them together. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messia Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas. Texas.